Pastor Marie Silva is the co-lead pastor of Freedom House Church, a growing dynamic movement that is changing the OC LA area. She is a gifted preacher, singer, and worship leader. She leads the women's ministry at Freedom House Church that challenges women to become fiercely feminine. Get that, fiercely feminine. Pastor Marie has a genuine love for God and for people that is infectious. Together with her husband, Josiah Silva, they pastor Freedom House Church with a God assignment to raise up a generation after the heart of God who will do all his will. Please, 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 wherever you are, whatever you're doing, take a moment and welcome my beautiful friend and sister, Pastor Marie Silva to Av Unfiltered. Literally, I cannot wait for you to get to know this lady if you don't know her already. Hi, Marie. Hi, how are you? Hello. Oh, good. You look beautiful as ever. I'm so honored to be a part of this. Thank you so much for having me on, really. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I am so excited to have you. It's been, I think, about a year since I had that beautiful opportunity to meet you at Woman Involved Conference with Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts when we were in Denver. Oh my gosh, just the testimony, getting to hear you speak. Oh, literally, it was like sisters at first sight. I knew that we would have a relationship. I knew that we would be together and we would have some incredible, incredible things happen for us. Yeah, you and your husband are phenomenal. We're excited about what the Lord is doing out there at Freedom House Church. And when this COVID life is over, we promise we're going to get out there and spend some time with you guys. Come on. Yeah. Oh, we love that. Come on down to the OC. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So today, you guys, take a seat wherever you are, wherever you're viewing from, wherever you're listening, and take in the amazing wisdom nuggets that Marie has for you. I'm so excited for you guys to be a part of this episode. I didn't give up my faith changed my life listen Amen. if there is anyone who understands this role of a co-lead pastor servant leader in your multiple ways of life of a mother and mm-hmm. all of that it's me i get it so please tell us a little bit about how you grew into these roles and how you've been able to maintain and sustain your grounding just as a woman with purpose while doing so well, you know, there's there's so many so many ways to answer that, but for me personally, um, I, I've had to overcome a lot, and not that my life was horrible. I mean, I grew up in the church; it was, it was there was a lot of great things, and but um, just all the emotional things that I went through growing up, you know, and uh, just having some having to deal with mind battles seriously you know what I mean and having to enter into roles like co-pastoring like motherhood like marriage and having to really lean on the Holy Spirit for help on how to sort these things 
these new roles and those are exciting and they're awesome. And some people look at us and you know, sis, some people look at us and they're like, wow, you know, you're, you're doing it or you're, uh, you're just a natural at it, but, or, um, or the opposite, they criticize because we're not doing it the way they want us to do it or meeting their expectation. But I, I think, I think very few people understand the warfare that comes mm -hmm. with entering into these roles and how I truly believe and even, you know, uh, women that, our leading as well can can attest that we have identified that the enemy has been after us for a long time. A oh long my time. gosh, a that, long time. Because the truth is that he knows that there's something in us before we do. Mm -hmm. So he'll always try to kill the seed. So this thing for development and becoming this uh, uh, leader, this woman of God, this uh, uh, pastor, co-lead pastor that, um, you know, I really had to seek the Lord for affirmation, mm -hmm. for healing, for perspective and, yeah. uh, and for help so that I can operate in these things. And I'm going to say, cause I love that this is unfiltered. You know, I I'm very raw. I'm very real. Yes. You know, uh, it's only the truth that sets us free and That's it's only right. the truth that, that heals. And, uh, truth is that, um, you know, uh, I had to overcome, uh, a lot of what, uh, people have spoken over me or, um, you know what, let's just be real things that we've spoken over ourselves Listen. and talking ourselves out yeah. of the great, the great things that God has for us. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, entering into these roles, you know, um, has been, hasn't been easy. And people think, you know, looking from the outside in that it's easy, but it's not. And, and you don't and know have, what I've had. Yeah, ahead. they people have no clue that attached to your purpose is the overwhelming responsibility to know that God is for you, regardless yes. of the enemy's tactics against you. That's Literally, right. there's so much inside of women who lead women who are fulfilling multiple roles that mm -hmm. we literally are just able to become in a moment and the enemy hates that he hates oh, yeah. our covering of our family he hates mm -hmm. us persevering he hates the strength right. that we carry he he hates our heart to serve and love on others because right. with us out of the way somebody's at a deficit and mm. he loves that but i mm -hmm. thank god for you i thank god for your life and I thank God for women who don't feel it any type of robbery to sow and to give while blazing mm. her own path. You mm. have definitely been a light and I am grateful for women who don't suffer the enemy's uh, tests and trials and obstacles and allow mm -hmm. them to uh, allow the enemy to actually take your mind off of what the Lord has placed inside of you to give. That's right and to That's project right. out for his glory. It just blesses mm -hmm. my soul that Marie's are here and mm. present and are unfiltered yes. in her yeah. way of dealing with people. And I am so grateful for you. I'm grateful for your Love heart. You. And I just want you to know that beyond anything else, I know the passion that you have for women. You have been significantly a staunch supporter of depositing faith into women who have had some challenges, particularly around conception. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So please give us a glimpse into how you were able to hold fast to the word of God and not give up when you were given some news opposite of what you were believing God for. 
for? So, yes, absolutely. Bring us into I, your testimony. I was actually diagnosed with two of the three leading causes of infertility known in the United States. One of them was PCOS, also known as polycystic ovarian syndrome. And after surgery, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. Mm-hmm. And those two combined, also, I went through a series of IVF, in vitro mm-hmm. fertilization, only to be diagnosed again. It failed. It didn't work for me. Um, wow. Again, this is my testimony. I've seen it work for other uh, great women that I love. But um, uh, my endocrinologist told me at that time that, because he was frustrated because I couldn't get pregnant under his care. But um, I don't know. I was messing up his statistics or something. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> but he showed me a picture of my eggs. He actually showed me an actual picture of my eggs. And he says, you know, I was in my you know, early to mid, I was in my mid twenties. And he says, you know, uh, I'm being nice, but I just want you to know that your, your, uh, egg quality is C minus if I could grade it. And the chances of you getting pregnant are nearly impossible. And so you could imagine sitting in there and hearing this doctor say this and my husband being completely healthy and having to, deal with the, re- and this is before we were pastoring and all that. So, you know, I was on quite a journey there, but, um, you know, I don't know how women get through certain obstacles in their life without the Holy spirit. Wow. I really don't. I really don't. Mm. I think it, it is manifested in a false strength where we say I'm a strong woman, but really you're a hurt woman. Mm. You're, you're heavy laden you're full of calluses, you have several layers on you of pain and fear. So you hold people back and, you know, I'm a strong woman. So, you know, don't mess with me type of thing. You know what I mean? And we create these, these, uh, uh, sayings that kind of keep people at arm's length or let people know, Hey, you know what? I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. But what the Lord showed me is that the more that you've been through with the help of the Holy spirit, the more powerful you become and the more gracious you become and the more comforting you become and the more understanding you become and the more uh, um, willing to cry with those who are crying, you know, and I've seen so many women say, I'm strong. I'm not going to cry. I'm strong. I'm not going to cry. But isn't that what strength is? Isn't there such a beautiful strength in vulnerability? Isn't there power in vulnerability? And I think that that's something that women, and that's why Fiercely Feminine is such uh, a close thing to my heart and leading the women with that because I believe that you can be fierce but not at the expense of your femininity honey right. don't don't throw away that you're a woman don't throw away that you feel don't throw away that you have the ability to express things in a way that a man can't or won't uh-huh. so it, that's so important to hang on to those things so you know I've had the comfort of the Holy Spirit and as scripture mm-hmm. says you know to receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit so you're able to comfort other people and I believe that I allowed the Lord to make this whole mess, uh, uh, cliche-ishly mess a message, test a testimony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes, you know, in Christianity, we're funny. You know, we get really funny with all those cliches, but, uh, you know, there's so much truth in those things because we say it and we say hallelujah, but, you know, when you really actually live it out, it's not that easy. It is really not. So I had to get through, you know, this infertility and the Holy Spirit comforted me. But let me just share this real quick. It's, uh, and I just want to talk to all the single ladies out there because when I was single, I didn't know that I had infertility issues. Yeah. And, you know, so 
don't know what you're walking into. That is why single woman, if you're listening right now, so important that you find yourself a good man of God, that yeah. you find yourself a man that loves God more than he loves you, that fears the Lord Ooh. more than he fears your wrath, that wants more of God rather than more of you. Because yes, if he ma'am. is accountable to the Lord and the Holy Spirit, then when he no longer respects you or looks at you as this goddess or the same way that he did when you got what? married, he walk out that door and he's gonna have no nothing bringing him back to you. But if he has the Holy Spirit, if he has the Lord, he is gonna be accountable to that and the Lord will bring him back, hallelujah, when uh-huh. you lose it or something. Thank God. I found a man of God because listen what he said to me. I was crying. I was depressed. I was infertile. I had all these diagnoses. I was young. I shouldn't have been going through this. I love the Lord my whole life. Why is this happening to me? I had all this oppression and, and I just felt so suffocated in my ailments. And I looked at my husband and I I felt like I almost gave him permission to leave me at that moment. You know, like go with, go find someone who can give you a legacy. Go find someone who, I release you of being burdened with me because I'd rather be, you be free from me than me feel like I'm holding you captive. That is so good. good. I told my husband, you're free. And he looked at me and man, it really like chokes me up because it was very, it was a very transforming moment in my marriage during this time where he looked at me and he said, when you walk down that aisle, Marie, I married your infertility too. Oh, I, I said, I said, I do to your infertility. Your infertility is mine. And we're going to get through this together. I didn't say I do with, with conditions. I didn't say I do minus this, minus that. I married all of you. So beautiful. And let me tell you, that brought such a release over me and a freedom that, man, if you don't have a man of God, that's going to be hard. That's going to be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, Just hearing you speak about it again just blesses my soul because there are so many women who have canceled themselves out of their blessing before allowing God to show himself strong in their lives. Mm. I think about the first time I heard you share this. And and for you people who don't know, um, if this is you, you don't, you don't, you haven't heard or don't know of Marie Silva and her beautiful story, the C minus doctor has manifested into not one, not two, not three, but how many children? How many children? I know how four children. (laughs) She's got four whole kids, okay? Four kids. Four babies. Four babies that she birthed from the infertility that the doctor said, okay? Mm -hmm. Just, just make sure you understand what's happening right now. The doctor gave her a C minus for having kids, but the Lord said, not only will you have one or two or three, you've got four whole kids to perpetuate four. this silver legacy that has to go on. Amen. Literally. Amen. So I'm Amen. telling you, I'm telling you, if you are somewhere in a slump and somewhere bogged down with the diagnoses that people gave you the lord's mm. diagnosis for you is so much greater than one that anybody could ever place on you just so make good. sure that you understand that everything that is meant for you 
is for you. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. Mm. Oftentimes we find ourselves talking ourselves out of what our faith has us believing. Mm -hmm. And at what point in your life did you dismiss your doubts and move past them for one of the most extreme life challenges in you and your husband's life? Well, you know, do we believe that we are more than conquerors or not? Do we believe that God says who is who he says he is? When I say I'm a Christian, when I say I'm a woman of faith, what does that look like in my life? You kind of have a moment where you're face to face when you go toe to toe with who you really are. Yes. And that's what that's what pain does to you is it really makes you face the core of who you are. It squeezes the sponge and shows you what's on the inside. But sometimes that squeeze doesn't let go. It continues to hang on to what you have to face what's left. And what's left is what you have to is, is what you have left to deal with. So for me, I've had to get perspective. I had to get revelation on every time that I've overcome something. And the Holy Spirit has spoken so profoundly to me. And through doubt, through fear, through insecurity, uh, the Lord showed me this. He said, all right, so, you know, and, and along with, you know, uh, my four children, I also had three miscarriages, one of which was in my second trimester. So there's been a lot of um, quote unquote loss. And I felt like I was coming to the Lord saying, oh, I have such loss. I've had such a loss. And the Lord said, really, really, is it loss or is it your cross? Ooh. Because loss is pain. Loss is about me. Yeah. Whereas the cross is about purpose. The cross is about him. Mm-hmm. And loss makes you want to stay, stay right there in your pain. The cross makes you want to pick it up, get up and go. Yes. Gives you something to carry to show that you're carrying something heavy to a greater place. The loss keeps you there in pain, in fragility, and in a place of despair and isolation. So I said, do I want to go with my loss or do I want to have the perspective that this is my cross? Because my loss is my pain, but my cross is my responsibility. And there's a responsibility. And listen, for those who are, you know, women of faith, for those who fight for your victory, let me tell you, with your pain is a responsibility. Yeah. Because we believe in Isaiah where it says that he gives us beauty for ashes. For ashes, yeah. So that means that the more ash you have, the more beauty you can achieve, you can retain. Yes, ma'am. So how beautiful are you? Yes. So that means the Lord gave me a perspective saying, my loss isn't a loss, it is more Mm. currency for more beauty. It is more currency for the turnaround. It is more currency for not the confirmation, but the transformation. And what is this going to turn into? Who am I? Who am I becoming? And this is what I want to challenge the women listening in to ask themselves. Who am I because of this? Yes. What has this done in creating the beauty of God inside of me? That manifestation It's like, I welcome the ashes. The more I collect the ashes, the more beauty is going to come upon me. It's like, come on, burn it off. 
yeah. so that beauty can shine through. Come on That's and right. shave it off mm-hmm. so that beauty can shine through. Come on and burn it up yeah. in Jesus' yeah. name. Because you know that anything that is set to fire. Mm-hmm. Wee! Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. That polish by fast. fire is so incredible. <laughs> the beautiful... Oh, yes, manifestation of the fire Mm -hmm. of the Holy Ghost that comes upon us and what Mm -hmm. God does through that is so overwhelmingly astounding and I realize that those doubts are seeds that the devil hopes that you allow to grow and the moment you bury them Mm -hmm. somewhere not in fertile ground Mm -hmm. then they can't live And I am so grateful that you said what you said, that God is looking for us to understand our losses and our crosses. Mm -hmm. And if we can take moments to identify and tag what each circumstance in our life is, then we'll grow that much more from it. I'm telling you that there are so many women who need to hear, who need Mm -hmm. to understand, who need to glean from the fact that you didn't give up, that your mm-hmm. faith blessed your life. Your faith mm-hmm. outside of every doubt that you may have had has brought you to another place of, of manifestation of the Lord's perfect will in your life. And that mm. is so incredible. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. You I pray somebody to... with that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have to. Listen, take your notes pause if you're if you're writing listen <laughs> you have to take this in the next hurdle that comes your way the next obstacle that you find yourself up against understand that you need to tag it and identify it as a loss or a cross because mm. like she said if it's a cross you pick it up you keep mm-hmm. moving and once you stake it and it's standing straight up there Come on. is nothing that the Lord won't do for you because you trusted him in that moment. Jesus bared that cross for us. We have our own crosses to bear, and we just have to make sure that we're identifying them correctly. Mm, Everything isn't right. a loss, boo. Some of that stuff that's is your right. cross. My pain is my offering. <laughs> yes, it's my offering. You've had multiple seasons in your life where the enemy has tried you. And I don't know why he continues to try you because you come back stronger than ever every single time and more bold in your faith than ever. What do you do when you know that the season of unleashing your faith in a new way is upon you to gear up uh, you to face those moments where you have to fight back against your discouragement or fight back against your doubt? What do you do to unleash your faith in a new way? When you feel when you feel the pressure that things are just bombarding you from many different directions, and you know that this is more than coincidence, mm-hmm. this is an attack, mm-hmm. this is an onslaught of the enemy, and you begin to identify those things. But when you're in it, you're you're so bombarded. It's it's really hard to get that heavenly perspective, that yeah. authoritative perspective, and This is one thing that I have found to be so true in my life that right when it gets like you can't take it anymore, 
right when it gets super hot, like you feel that you're about to burst and bust from the seams, from the pressure, from the anxiety, from the onslaught of the enemy. You feel like you're fighting alone. You feel like you're fighting all by yourself. Let me tell you, that is when you are so close to your breakthrough because the enemy has one last chance to throw everything he has at you, everything Everything. to break But what he doesn't realize is that our God is a God of breaking and breaking through. So when he tries to break me, I begin to lean into the Holy Spirit. I begin to lean into the Lord. I begin to try to get my mind on, on, on things above. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I feel that pressure. You feel like the the pot is steaming. You hear it going off and then boom, you get your breakthrough. That's right. That's something I have identified uh, in my life again. And again, and some people, you know, they like, oh, I got my breakthrough. I cashed my check and I'm out of here. No, 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 not for me. I keep working that ground. I keep plowing that ground because I have not experienced breakthrough. I have a lifestyle of breakthrough. So I don't just experience, I didn't just experience a one-time breakthrough. I have a lifestyle of breakthrough because you get from glory to glory and every glory has a moment of breaking through. But yeah. something has to break before you can get through. And sometimes the enemy tries to break your, your who you are, tries to break your joy, tries to break your worship, tries to break your marriage, tries to break your finances, tries to break your, you in your mind. But that's when yeah. you got to say, no, 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 I'm about to lose it right now. That means I am close to my victory in Jesus' name. And, you know, um, there was a moment, uh, I could share it really quick, uh, but uh, there was a moment where uh, I was really young and I was at a church service and I was looking at this um, woman who, um, you know, I'm Latina. So <laughs> I was yeah. watching this uh, Caucasian woman speaking up there and I was sitting next to my, uh, a mentor of mine during that time. And I was watching her preach and teach and oh, she was just talking so amazing. And you know, when you feel that, that baby leap inside of you, like, man, that's mm. something that's in me. That's something I know that God has for me. And let me tell you, the enemy is right there <laughs> in Ready. those moments. In those moments, he's ready, exactly. So right then at that moment, this woman that I looked up to and loved, she comes and whispers in my ear and she goes, isn't she amazing? I go, yes, she's amazing. Mind you, I'm in my teens. Yes, isn't she, doesn't she speak so amazing? Yes, she does. And this woman was Latina as well. And she tells me, too bad we can't ever talk like that. Too bad we could never speak like she does. We could never put our words together like she does. We could never uh, have you know, that kind of authority that she has and that grace and that power. And I could just feel me breaking down inside, like, whoa, mm-hmm. that is that is what a glass ceiling looks like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I, I'm Hispanic and because sometimes I do stumble over my words because I do second guess what I say, because I wonder if what I said was right, because I battle within myself thinking, am I good enough? Yeah. Am I good enough? It's those moments that you retract and you're like, those are the moments that the enemy tried to break me. And let me tell you, still people come against me saying, you shouldn't be speaking. You shouldn't be this. You know how that all happens. You know, everybody has Uh. an opinion. But it's because I broke through that moment that I can break through continually through every moment like that. Because that person is never going to be, never going to leave. That person is always going to be there in different form to come to discourage you. Yes, yes. defeat it then, you're not going to defeat it tomorrow. It's the same spirit, just in a different body. In a different body. Same script, different cast. And you got to keep overcoming and overcoming and overcoming. I feel the Holy Ghost when I'm saying this right now because I believe somebody's going to experience breakthrough and find the root moment when that was seated 
side of them and say, no, 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 no. I'm going to defeat that enemy of discouragement in my life. And just because it's somebody new, just because it's an abusive boyfriend or it's a, a friend that treats you terribly or it's uh, social media that's weighing you down and people's comments or whatever it may be, you got to just keep overcoming and know that you're called to what God tells you you're called to. And you're not that's limited right. by other people's issues about that's their right. personal life to be put on you. What I realized this woman had an issue. This yeah. woman had a mentality. She placed her hurt on me, but I had to be free from that in Jesus' name. So oh. lifestyle of breakthrough. Lifestyle said, of breakthrough. Listen, listen, if you're watching this, I'm telling you, what she just said is so powerful. Marie, mm. listen. Oh, my gosh. There is always going to be somebody ready to ready. discount the authority that God has placed inside of your mouth for fear that your authority may lessen theirs or because they don't have the capacity to manifest their own authority. So, of course, let me cancel yours. Mm -hmm. I just want you guys to know that what she said is so powerful. You get past one person, you're overcoming their voice. The devil will send another one and another one and you'll get stronger and you'll get more built for this than you ever would have imagined That's there right. are people whose job in this life is to get you to believe the opposite of what god believes right. about you and mm -hmm. if they do that then the enemy has won but every time you come back and every time you say okay thank you and you dismiss what they've tried to do then God can work that much more through you. Right. Your voice gets bolder, your voice mm. gets stronger, mm. and you get more confidence. And it's like, yeah. I didn't give yeah. up because she said this, or I didn't give up because he said that. My faith has blessed my life. I had faith that when I opened my mouth, that the Lord would show up and the authority would go forth. I had faith that when I opened this door that he was going to meet me on the other side of it. I had faith that whatever this is that doesn't look like you or doesn't feel like you, God, that somehow you're working this out for my good. I so good. know beyond anything else that when that voice comes and where I feel like my back is up against the wall, that that is that moment that I'm being pulled back, ready to be released into another realm, into another phase of right. my purpose. I didn't give up. My faith mm. has blessed my life. Listen, Whew, my goodness, we are almost at the end. I can't believe that time goes so fast. I say this, I think, every episode because it goes fast, and I'm like, where's the time? And do we have enough time because we go deep depending on who it is? There's no surface here. We go deep. We we flow. I love we just it. let the Lord do whatever he's going to do. But Thank I believe if I am correct— Yes, if I'm correct, that there was a time in your life where you had drifted away from God and needed a severe overhaul from that deliverance of mm. defeat. You needed to be delivered from defeat. So can you elaborate on a moment that you can recall where that was the case and where um, your perspective changed and your deliverance got you back on the right path where giving up was not an option? You were at the point of no return and if you can mm -hmm. remember that time, 
that came upon you where giving up was just not an option. Can you share that with us before we leave? Mm, Absolutely. You know, um, infertility caused a lot of instability and insecurity in my life. And there was a moment where I felt like I was either going to lose it or I was hanging on to my faith by a thread, you know, a lot of, um, some, it's amazing. It's amazing what an unanswered prayer can do to your faith. It's amazing how, how you can really wrestle with the power of God based on one diagnosis, based Mm. on one thing that just didn't go perfect or the way that you had expected based on uh, based on god not meeting your expectation in that moment in that moment and i remember when i had a miscarriage it was in my second trimester it was very traumatic for me it actually took me an entire year to get completely emotionally healed from that and it was a boy and uh, it was going to be my third child. And I was so hurt. I was so overwhelmed with grief. And shortly after that, uh, miraculously, I got pregnant again. And I really had in my heart that God was going to give me a son for my husband. You know, I wanted a son. I wanted a son that was in my heart. And uh, she has the ultrasound on my belly. And she goes, oh, it's a, and I go, it's a boy. I already know. She goes, nope, it's a girl. <laughs> Ah. And, I was, and you know, just coming from a background of infertility, I'm grateful no matter what, you know, I'm just thankful to be pregnant. I'm thankful to be in this position, but I was like, I'm excited, you know? Yeah. And you're I'm like, ah, oh, God, you know, I don't. Yeah. Like, whoa, another girl. I thought God was going to give me a boy. I kind of wanted to stop at three and, you know, and, and talking about God, not meeting your expectation. Um, I cried out to the Lord because again, I like to get revelation and understanding because I want God's perspective. I want to get through my, my, uh, thwarted perspective to get his yeah. perspective. I, yes. and I'll, I'll push through. I push through that. I push through that because if, if what I'm seeing isn't in alignment with my perspective, that doesn't mean that God's wrong. That means I got a wrong perspective. So I need to change something inside of me. So I said, Lord, give me perspective on this. Cause I am not understanding this. I thought you were going to restore. And then right when I said restore, the Lord, the Holy Spirit just hit me as I'm pregnant with my daughter. And he said, hit me. And I said, oh, God, forgive me. Because only he knows the definition of restoration for my life. How arrogant of me in my faith to tell God how I need to be restored. Listen. Don't we do that often? We try to give God directions on our deliverance, on our Uh peace, on our restoration. We try to give the Lord the directions for our own agenda. And he's like, I got this. He's literally telling us whatever it is you're walking through. The Lord is Mm -hmm. saying, give it over to me because what I have in store for you trumps on so many spectrums and so many scopes Mm -hmm. anything that you can plan for yourself it just is what it is and that's amazing how the holy spirit just spoke to me at that moment and said that because it gave me perspective of all the pregnancies that i had i've had seven pregnancies total four children three and seven and 
you know, and I, I'll share this quickly, but um, what I felt, and I'll, I guess I'll close with this, or I don't know what, we have not much time left. <laughs> um, okay. Talking about perspective, talking about uh, having a, a kingdom mindset, ta- talking about um, getting a revelation on your restoration. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was pregnant with my first child and uh, I had gone through infertility for several years and to get pregnant naturally. And let me say this, the Lord just blessed me right after the failed IVF. Four months later, I got pregnant with my son and it was natural, no injections, no doctors, no hospital, no nothing. So wow. I'm like, man, I went through a heck of a lot to get pregnant. All my babies have been natural, amazing. God is so good. And that's a whole longer testimony at another time. But um, I remember sitting outside in my backyard and I was holding my belly and I was five months pregnant with my son, Judah, which means praise. Yes. And I said, I said, Lord, you know, thank you. But <laughs> why, why did I have to go through all this just right. to be pregnant? I gave right. up trips. I gave up traveling. I gave up, you know, uh, part of my so mind. Much. At least that's what we think. We thought we were giving up something, right? Yeah. yeah. So the Lord spoke to me and, uh, cause I said, why Lord, I love you, Lord. I'm not questioning you. Uh, you know, I'm humbled and I'm humble and asking this question, but why would you allow me to go through all that only to end up pregnant here, yeah. here right now? Had I known this, I would have acted a lot differently in the process. You're right. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Marie, because your son needed the mother of today, not the mother Ooh. of five years ago. See, I needed to do a work in you uh-huh. because I care about the seed that is going to come out of you. That's right. See, That's God right. cares about what he's calling you to sometimes more than we do because we don't see it. God cares so much about us that he will not allow us to railroad everything that we think we want too soon. Right. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that, that manifestation of a promise was mm-hmm. accompanied by the you of five years later than five years mm-hmm. before. So true. That is yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for that. I pray that you all literally have grabbed all of the nuggets that Pastor Marie has given us. You don't understand her testimony around infertility and a doctor saying one thing and her going through all of this that was preparing her for that moment where she was going to manifest the dream. She had to walk through that process. I don't know why that is so important to me. I was talking with another one of my girlfriends around waiting and the process and how much life is actually seeded into us in those moments where we can't see the rest of the way. And it just blesses my soul to hear you say that your son needed the mother five years later than the mm-hmm. one if he would have if you would have become pregnant when you wanted to become pregnant. Right. It's the truth. That blesses me. You have no idea on so mm. many levels. <laughs> Why couldn't you get pregnant at this time? Was mm-hmm. not ready. And mm-hmm. you know, some people would say, Well, oh, you have two kids already. I do. But there was a promise to me about right. additional ones. Mm-hmm. And I won't go on that far. We're already out of time, girl. Wow. Listen, oh. time flies so much. 
And what I want to end with is what is a Marie get us through phrase of grace that you can leave with the Av Unfiltered listeners and viewers? What phrase of grace can you leave us with from our talk today that that we can just carry with us in our hearts if we don't remember one other thing from this talk? What would you say right now for us right here? Well, I would say based on the most important thing in my life, most important person, Jesus. And I'll, I'll say it in, in a quick story where my husband and I, we've known each other since we were 13 years old. And, uh, you know, we were kind of dating, not allowed to date type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh-huh. he, he came to the Lord. Uh, well, I brought him to the church because I wanted him to be a Christian so I could talk more to him, you know, because I'm, I'm a PK. And, uh, right. you know, I to talk to him unless he you came to church. You were always there at church. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, always. <laughs> Sunday through Sunday. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, I remember he was so, he had this Saul to Paul experience. He did a complete 180 and I was on the phone with him and I was 17 at this time. And though I, my, I never left my faith, I uh, allowed the church to be mundane. I allowed the church to be routine. Um, I, it was just my life. I was used to it. And I remember my husband, who wasn't my husband at the time, we were on the phone together and he was excited about the word and the scripture was just burning in his heart. And he said, Marie, you mean to tell me you've had this your whole life? Uh. And I, I was listening, I said, yeah, I've had this my whole life. And if I could talk to anybody, I would talk to maybe the PKs, I talked to people who were raised in the church, people maybe who have fallen away, people who uh, maybe uh, lost their faith along the way. Um, I want to tell you that there was a shift in my life in that moment where I realized I didn't appreciate the most important thing, the most beautiful thing I ever had, which is the hope of Jesus, which is the answer to every issue, every problem. And I get choked up talking about it because it was the biggest turnaround moment in my life where I felt... I couldn't sleep that night. I was up till 5 a.m. I did a, I ran across this, uh, around my block and something I said every week at people's doors, I knocked on the door and I said these two things because every week was outreach, every Thursday was outreach. And they said, I said, Jesus, I handed the flyer, I said, Jesus loves you and yeah. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And I looked at the mirror and I looked at myself and I said, Marie, Jesus loves you and yeah. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And I will never take for granted my relationship with you ever again, ever. My life is yours. I dedicated, rededicated my life to God, not because my parents served the Lord, but because I served the Lord, because Mm. he is my rock, because he is my savior. And I didn't know all the things that he was gonna carry me through and is continuing to carry me through, but I wouldn't have been able to do it had I not made that decision that night to rededicate my life to the Lord, to surrender everything, my past, my present and my future and say, it's all yours. Whether you yeah. give me children or you don't give me children, whether, you know, I have to pray my man into salvation or I don't, whether I make it financially or I don't, whether I have to live in a shack or in a man, I don't care. I am yes. with you God forever. And if I could leave anybody with anything is don't give up yeah. on Jesus. Don't look at it as normal, as typical, and don't let God and the house of God be mundane. Now more than ever, we need the people to stay connected to Jesus. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. That, listen, 
I didn't give up my faith bless my life with Marie Silva, pastor of Freedom House, Orange County, LA. Literally, you have blessed my soul. I thank God for you and the testimony. You've spoken so much life to me in this conversation. You have no idea. You guys get connected to her, find her online, visit their church, of course, after COVID, and continue <laughs> to know if you ever want to give up, there's a warrior, there's a soldier who won't allow you to in her and me. Thank you so much for this talk, Marie. Thank you so much for hopping on with me. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're amazing. I love you we so love much. You. So honored. Truly Thank you. This has been another amazing episode of Avon Filtered. We can't wait to see you next time. And God bless you. We'll see you. Mm-hmm.